Hey there, pod pals. Are you a print-on-demand creator looking to stay ahead of the curve? You want to know exactly when to launch your designs for every key season and event? How about a chuckle with an extra dad joke to brighten your day? If you said yes to any of these, then it's time to join the print-on-demand cast VIP list. As a VIP, you'll get our free annual design calendar, an amazing guide to help you time your creations perfectly throughout the year. And of course, we'll include a bonus dad joke each week as well. Signing up couldn't be easier. Just visit printondemandcast.com slash VIP and enter your email. Don't let another day of potential pass you by. Become a part of the VIP list, grab your annual design calendar, and let's dive into a year of inspired creating together. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Print On Demand cast. On this week's episode, we're talking about eight strategies for going fast on Etsy. Let's get into it. What the crap was happening there? I don't know. The volume was not changing. Well, but like it was doing like warping, like it was going, it was like, dun, 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 drone. <laughs> I, I didn't hear that. That's weird. Yeah. Your sync is all off and uh, with like my Wi-Fi or I don't know what's going Now you're blank. Yeah. Yeah. I just turned it off. Did that help? No. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. I'm sorry, but we can, let's, you want to try it again? Sure. (laughs) Okay. Welcome back to the print on demand cast. In this week's episode, we'll be talking about eight strategies for growing fast on Etsy. Let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody, to the Print On Demand cast. It's another episode coming directly to you. New content this week. Before we go any further, whatever you're listening to, this on whatever platform, iTunes, Spotify, whatever that looks like to you, do us a favor. Leave us a review. Share the show. Let people know that this information is out there. Do you know someone that is starting on Etsy or has started on Etsy and needs to know this information that's about to come out of our mouths? Send it to them. Leave a review. Let them know. And who is our, who is the we, as always, joining me from Make Your Mark Design there, Travis Ross. Travis, welcome uh, to another week of the show. Happy Monday. It is Monday. All my days have been bleeding together, but here we are. How's your Monday going yeah. so far? Uh, it's all right. It is a Monday, you know, and you're just kind of, <laughs> you know, uh, recovering from the weekend, but yet there's all the stuff, you know, going on. And um, yeah, just another day um, trying to move forward in the print on demand game. Yeah. You know, how about you? Same. Uh, well, not so much the print on demand game, but it is a Monday and yes, recovering <laughs> from the weekend. Uh, and you know, time is no respecter of person. It doesn't matter if you're ready or not. Monday comes each and every week, regardless of what recovery there is to be done. So, right. uh, but yeah, that ha- had a good weekend. Lots of pickleball played actually. Nice. Uh, on the weekend, Saturday was, 
myself, Zach, Jason, Luke, and uh, Andrew Aaron Zeller, who I know you was at Vine mm-hmm. Life, or your church to the lookout rather, a couple weeks yep. ago. He came and, and played for the first time, although I don't think it was his first time because he had a wicked serve. Um, but uh, yeah, all 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 told, a great weekend, and uh, excited to be back talking about a platform that um, seems to be of, of great interest to a lot of people just mm-hmm. starting out the print on demand business or in the print on demand business in general. But before we get to that part of the show, mm-hmm. we've got to take care of some interesting points or rather <laughs> a point of interest. Well, howdy partner. Welcome to the point of interest part of the POD cast to grab your hat and hold on tight. Cause we got some learning to do. Every time. So loud. (laughs) Whoever makes that should be fired. Um, Okay, so uh, this week's point of interest, we're going to be talking about uh, free or close to free, free adjacent, free uh, (laughs) next to free um, marketing ideas for your print-on-demand business, which marketing is super important, but also budget-friendly marketing. Super important. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean... And some of these may or may not, you know, uh, apply to every person that's listening because you sure. know, print on demand businesses are, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of differences in them. And so, um, you know, but some of these will probably apply. And, um, so let's just jump in the first one. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think you can, uh, talk about free or low cost marketing, um, unless you start with social media. Um, yeah. that's obviously kind of the the easiest one, the, probably the cheapest one. It just costs time. Um, yeah. of course we're talking about like, uh, Instagram, um, Facebook, even TikTok. um, yeah. all of those, you know, and then, you know, fill in the blank, any other social media that's out there that perhaps you have, um, some experience in or, uh, you know, some type of a presence on. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, obviously, getting your products out there in front of people is kind of what marketing is and social media makes it super, super easy. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, social media was the, I guess you could say lifeblood of what for apparel, as far as promoting ourselves as a business and finding folks outside of just our local restaurants um, Mm -hmm. to, to partner with in business. And so um, I didn't have a whole heck of a lot of luck on Instagram. My wife uh, found a lot of people on Instagram um, hmm. I was more um, Twitter or I guess now X, uh, <laughs> which is an interesting development. Um, but I did a lot of uh, through there and, and through TikTok, um, a lot of mm-hmm. advertising, a lot of making connections. And I mean, social media kind of pairs really easily with our next one, which is influencer marketing. Because mm-hmm. um, once you are on those platforms, you're going to find out very quickly who on those platforms is doing well, who in your niche, who in, you know, in the products that you, that you create the niche that you're serving, who in that subculture is really popular on those social media channels, those platforms. Mm-hmm. And so reaching out to them to, uh, you know, kind of partner together, which th- I mean, th- I guess this, and you know, another one of our points, collaboration or partnerships goes mm-hmm. really well. Cause you can, you know, have, have them, 
create discount codes for your store. You can pay them to promote your product and to drive mm-hmm. traffic to their to your site. And so a lot of it is 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 it's great because they already have a, a following built in uh, to to that platform that they've created. And so right. it's just your job to to pitch them and to to land the partnership, you know, convincing them of your value of what you have to offer um, and making it appealing to them as well um, to get to get some um, buys and some eyes on on your particular product. So those two mm-hmm. work really, really well together. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I mean, obviously, there's different ways to go about social media and influencer yeah. marketing and even partnerships. Um, it really depends on what you're looking to do. If you're looking to do more kind of print brokering, you know, and like um, kind of uh, using your drop shippers or your, mm-hmm. you know, kind of vendor relationships to yeah. provide products for somebody, that's one thing. And the other thing is like, you just want to sell your stuff. You know, that's, that's a whole nother thing too. So um, it, it really kind of, again, uh, you know, you're going to be listening to these and you just need to kind of try to figure out how it would work with your particular, the way you're doing your print on demand business. Um, so the next one um, that has done really well for us mm-hmm. is claiming your business on Google maps. Um, if you have a business name, um, you know, and maybe it's, you know, Travis's t-shirts or something like that. Well, and even if you're working out of your home, you can actually, um, go into Google Maps and claim your address as you know your business, and then when somebody you know is, is searching for T-shirts in the area, um, they may give you a call. They may um, you know send you an email. They may connect with you even through Google Maps. They can actually message you through the platform. And so we get calls all the time for different products because we are on Google Maps. And that's just you know that's just the way it goes. So. Uh, there we are right there, make your mark design. Um, and, uh, you know, we've got some pictures of some of our products. We've got some reviews. We asked some people to do, do reviews. And then as we've just continued to go, people have actually just organically um, given us reviews. Um, and then, of course, you know, we're, we're going to talk about another one later um, with some customer follow-up strategies. And that that's one of our points. And one of your one piece of that would be asking for reviews, you know, on yeah. Google, obviously yeah. on Etsy, on Amazon, any of those things, but having some type of a, a follow-up strategy when somebody has bought from you, what do you do next? You know? And so right. um, that can pair well with, you know, getting some reviews on Google. And we um, recently started um, kind of soliciting those after a product was finished locally and we've done a really poor job at, with it, but um <laughs> It's part of our strategy. It just doesn't always yeah. happen. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, yeah. So and the next one would be, you know, local chamber of commerce, Rotary Club, even like business roundtables. I know mm-hmm. anything that that lends itself to networking. Um, you know, there's you know weekly or monthly meetings at the chamber of commerce or Rotary Club or mm-hmm. a business build business roundtable. Um, and those are really advantageous. Uh, I know of one. Uh, that was just recently started by a mutual friend of ours. And um, they started it in an attempt to, you know, the idea is that you join these these clubs or these businesses or these, you know, chamber of commerces, and you present yourself as the expert in what you're doing. So if someone needs a t-shirt guy or someone needs, 
you know, some some promotional merch. Well, there's a guy in the Chamber of Commerce that I just talked to last week, or there's a person in my business roundtable that I know. And so it's all about referring business back and forth and you doing the same to them. Like, hey, you need to right. buy a car? Go down to the, you know, Lexus dealer. My friend Mike is there, whatever, and, mm-hmm. and purchase uh, and talk to him about your next purchase. So it really is a, um, a scratch my back or, you know, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours type of economy in those sure. relationships and it just helps you facilitate connection and it doesn't help if you're if it, you people see that your business or sorry it doesn't hurt if people see that your business is a part of the chamber of commerce or has some right. it lends itself some some credit to your business as well knowing that okay these guys are legit they're part of the chamber of commerce they're part of the community and yeah. so it also says a lot for those that are trying to shop locally as well Right. Yeah. People like to shop locally. They like to support local business, um, especially after COVID and all the 2020 yeah. stuff. And it really came to the forefront. People really like to do that. Um, yep. You know, the next one on our list really uh, dovetails nicely with that. It's just community rel- relationships. Um, there are events in your community. There are things happening. And the more you can be involved in those things, the more uh, relationships you'll have and the more opportunity you'll have to serve people in your community with yeah. your print on demand um, knowledge and, yeah. and, and how you can, you know, help them. And, um, you know, just, just earlier today, I got an email from somebody in the chamber that is looking to do um, a product that I don't do, but I can source and I can, hmm. you know, I might not make, as great a margins as I would if I did it in house, but I still can, I still have the relationships with the vendors and the know-how and the knowledge to be able to, to provide a service for somebody in the chamber. Right. um, And then take a little off the top, you know, and, and that's probably a lot of our listeners are probably in that spot where they have the knowledge and they have the relationships with the vendor side. And it really is just being in the community, being in, you know, join the chamber. It might cost yeah. you a few hundred dollars for the year, but um, if you actually attend, and um, I actually uh, recently used one of the um, the guys I met there to do my insurance, you know, um, on our new car, because yeah, because um, Allstate wouldn't would not insure my new car because it's a it's a Hyundai, and I guess there's some weird thing, and I won't get into it. But, yeah, I know um, all about it. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. Uh, Cause yeah, you, yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, yeah. So I had to change insurances and I knew a guy and, um, I checked him against other, you know, companies and it actually was a really good deal. And so that was a, like you say, I'm a scratch. I'll scratch your back. You scratch my yeah. back. And if he, and if anybody in his sphere of influence ever needs anything in the printing world or the promotional products right. world, he knows where to come and, yeah. and I guarantee he will. So, um, yeah. So yeah, that's just being in the community, being like you say, the, the, the print expert, the t-shirt guy or gal, you know, um, having that knowledge and just putting yourself out there. Um, you know, the last one on our list actually, and, um, and we have a couple more, but like, if we scroll all the way down, it's good old fashioned business cards, you know? Um, I can't tell you how many business cards I've handed out at these chamber events and it's really it's kind of still important, I guess, you know, and maybe (laughs) we're moving away from that, you know, with the digital world and everything, but, um, business cars are cheap and, you know, (laughs) I remember we go ahead. 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 No, I I was just saying it's, it's a, it's a tactile reminder. It's a physical Mm -hmm. thing that even, I mean, I can't tell you the the amount of times coming back from trade shows you, you collect, 
just copious amounts of business cards from everyone you talk to and you give out a copious amount of business cards. And then even if I th- tuck it in a bag and then, you know, a week later I'm cleaning things out and I see that card and I'm like, Oh gosh, yeah, I need to call this person. I know, mm-hmm. I know that the, the digital equivalent is, you know, Hey, scan this QR code right. and that's awesome and save this contact info. But if I save that contact info one time and I forget to contact you, the odds of me, randomly scrolling through my contact list pretty slim so Mm -hmm. it is still nice to have that physical reminder of like oh i need to call that person oh i have their number okay cool or whatever um i feel like it's it's just still really good to have to to keep kind of front of mind in in that way so yeah business cards are still a great way to to Mm -hmm. facilitate that and you can you can you can do something on the business card where it's like you know 10 percent off your first order you know, or something like that yep. to give them a little incentive. There's a lot of things you can do, yeah. um, you know, with that business card strategy. And then, you know, um, I remember when I was doing the Rocky Mountain Reseller Conference and I was at uh, a different event, um, like another Amazon event that, you know, so it was related, but it wasn't our yeah. event. Yeah. I would... I would put business cards, I'd leave them in the bathrooms, you know, because I knew <laughs> people from Amazon were going to be around, you yeah. know, and we had like save $25 on your registration or something like that. And I would just leave them around um, because they're so cheap and who yeah. knows who's going to find them and who's going to pick them up. And so, um, yeah, so there's, there's a couple of, you know, ideas uh, for you to be in the yeah. community, um, be connected and get yourself out there just using a cheap, you know, couple, couple cent business card and, yeah. um, you know, it can, it can turn into a thousand dollar order. You just never know. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and again, a lot, the good thing about these being low cost or free is that the return on investment on it, to your point, if you're utilizing it, if you're joining the chamber of commerce for a couple hundred bucks a year, but you're actually leveraging those relationships, um, is huge. And, and to your mm-hmm. point about, you know, you outsourced, some of the products that someone came to you for because you didn't produce Mm -hmm. them in house. So to those listening, I would just follow up and say, don't be afraid to do that, to be the middleman. You don't even have to tell them that you're the middleman. You can just tell them, yeah, I can get that done. And you can go and do that because then they'll come back to you. And maybe the next one is something you do produce in house and you can actually make a little bit more on it or, you know, but it's just like like that whole premise of you don't want to say no, especially when you're building the business, just you can facilitate that. So don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to be mm-hmm. the guy that goes and gets it sourced and and, and goes from there. Um, the next one right. we talked about a little bit already, customer follow-up strategy, you know, email marketing, um, using, you know, a MailChimp or an active campaign or, mm-hmm. or whatever that looks like to to keep, you know, dripping content in front of those that that signed up yeah. on your site that purchased something, a new deal, uh, a, new, a new sale that's happening, a new product, or just informational stuff, educational stuff, stuff that helps maybe not always asking um, for a sale, but just being helpful and resourceful um, as well as presenting what you have to offer. And in those, you can also, you know, ask for a review to Travis's point, you Mm -hmm. know, asking for people to leave a review on, on the um, make your mark design Google page that does when I, when I was in Allstate, that was a huge thing. Get people Mm -hmm. to leave you a five-star review because that is how people will find you and your business. So it's, it's massive. Yeah. And, um, for those of you who are selling on Etsy, um, Etsy actually allows you to 
email the customer. And, and so you can, you know, part of this kind of customer follow-up strategy that I was talking about earlier, um, that could be everybody that buys from you gets, you know, a thank you email. And in that email, you ask them to sign up for your email list and you ask them to follow you on social media. And um, that's all free if you create that strategy. And then you also obviously ask them for, for a review. Um, so something like something as simple as that, that you can put into place, you know, you write it once and it, it, you send it, you know, every time someone buys from you can really build up your, um, your ability to market, to remarket to these people yeah. Yeah. for free, you know, for very low cost. And so that, that customer follow-up strategy is really, really important. Doesn't matter what platform you're selling on. Um, it's, it's yeah. really important. If you can figure out a way to, uh, you know, make sure you're playing within the terms of service for whatever platform it is. But, you know, if it's your site who, you know, of course you can do it, but I think Etsy allows it. Um, Amazon doesn't really like it. They, they like to keep their customers, <laughs> you know, close to the vest. Um, yeah. It's not your customer. It's their customer. Even though if anything goes wrong, you have to fix it, but you get the idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. And then the next one as well is just content marketing. Um, mm -hmm. blogging again, this goes to the point of establishing your establishing yourself as, um, the expert in your community, in your sphere, in, in your mm -hmm. niche. So blogging, um, writing articles that have to do with maybe mm -hmm. the niche that you're involved in, or, you know, the, the print process that you're using, whatever it looks like having folks, again, influencers come and maybe write a guest blog for you. Um, mm -hmm. again, they get to write an article you host it on your end. They get to just share it. It drives traffic to your site. Um, video blogs are huge. You can look on YouTube and see people blogging mm -hmm. about their niche, blogging about their process or some tips or tricks or being like RJ is, is a phenomenal example of this. He always has stuff that's mm -hmm. beneficial for the viewer and it's mm -hmm. great information and great, really well done um, as well. So anything else mm -hmm. on, on that content marketing point? Yeah. I mean, like, um, as part of your customer follow-up strategy, you can also ask for user generated con content, like somebody wearing your t-shirt, somebody, you know, with the coffee mug at, you know, in the morning yeah. on their deck or whatever. And, and you can use that, it, you know, I mean, this is likely going to work better if you have your own site, um, as opposed right. to, you know, an Etsy or whatever. But if you do, um, these are, these are things that, you know, you can do, you can, you can guess blog on other people's. This goes to that collabs and partnering with people because, yeah. uh, you know, all of a sudden now I have a, a link, an SEO link that, you know, is boosting my SEO and it's pointing back to my site. Um, and then vice versa, they have one on your site. And, you know, I mean, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of collabs that you can do, uh, if you do have your own site. Um, but yeah, and then you get that user generated content and you, you know, you share that out on your socials. Um, yeah. you can, you, you can uh, put it on your, your site. Here's what people, you know, here's, here's some reviews from some of our products. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do with user generated content um, to, to give more social proof and to potentially drive traffic to your, uh, your site in the first place, just through, you know, better SEO by being in all these other places and all of them linking back to your site. So right. a lot of things can be, um, you can, you can benefit a lot from content marketing if you have, again, if you have your own site. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that about does it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think we touched on collaborations. We touched on business cards. So yeah, I think that 
kind of wraps up the point of interest. Uh, again, if you guys have questions or you have some more tips or you found something else that works, maybe that we haven't touched on, you can join the Facebook group and let us know. Just leave a post in there. And uh, we'd love to hear from you as well. So mm-hmm. with that being said, we're going to go straight in to this week's main event. Main event, who's calling? All right, as we mentioned at the top, we're going to be talking about eight strategies for growing fast on Etsy. And again, everyone loves to hear about Etsy. It seems like a very popular platform um, for good reason, though. Etsy's doing a lot of good stuff, and it's a great place to to, to start and to grow uh, your, your POD business. And I think <clears throat> number one on this list would just be identifying a trending product um, that's mm-hmm. like, based on data, right? You, you're going to want to, right. um, you know, consider niches like gardening, growing plants, wedding, party decor, home Dogs. decor. can yeah. tell you from experience that mm. women will buy the crap out of home decor uh, on Etsy. <laughs> so it is just a for sure thing. Uh, so, yeah. So, but when you're focusing on, on something that's trending or, or a niche that's trending, it just, it kind of, you know, ensures higher demand and better chances of succeeding as you're launching this store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's not hard to find something that's trending. And, it, and when we say trending, it does, you know, that could be something that is trending up or it's just something that's kind of always popular, right. you know, like right. ev- people are going to get married all the time, you know, people (laughs) are going to have babies all the time, you know, people are, and there's different, even niches, like you said, like growing plants, you know, or, uh, you know, dogs or cats, or, I mean, there's, you know, people love, I, I, (laughs) so we, we did a, uh, um, this is a quick story. We did a, uh, gig it and in Leadville this last, um, Friday, and it was for their hundred mile bike ride. It's a big event. They do up nice. And, um, it was a lot of fun. And AJ, our keyboard player was talking about how she needed to get out of there really fast afterwards because she was headed to a birthday party for somebody's dog. And I'm not even kidding. That was what she had to get back for this birthday or this dog also is really old, is blind and deaf. And I'm thinking, well, you don't really have to get back too early because the dog isn't going to know if you're there, <laughs> you know, but I, but my point is obviously people spend a lot of money on their animals. So yeah. there's plenty, plenty of, of different market trends or profitable niches that you can find that the Google, the, you know, you just have to just choose one, but, um, you probably should research it and just make sure that there's something that you can, you know, uh, make some money on. And, you know, you could yeah. do that by using Google trends, yep. um, the website, it'll show you kind of where things are and how many Google searches are being, you know, had for that particular product. You can go to the Etsy bestsellers page and just kind of browse and just see what are, what, what are people buying on Etsy? And you'll see the various categories. And I, I would even recommend getting out a, you know, like a Google sheet or something and documenting this stuff and linking to it. So you can kind of, um, you know, filter it and sort it and go, okay, well, here are all these, how many of them are talking about pets or, uh, 
you know, right. gardening or whatever, or fishing or, you know, and, and, yeah. and when you get, you know, when you get that granular, you really will, uh, you can find the winners and the losers. Um, and then of course, like just social media groups, um, Facebook groups, um, dedicated, uh, e- even going to specific like print on demand, um, Facebook groups, yeah. you can find, you know, you can maybe find a niche that you weren't thinking about, or you can ask questions about, Hey, do you think this niche is good? And does anybody have experience selling to fishermen or, you know, or gardeners and, yeah. and just see kind of what, um, see what's out there and see how much help you can get from, you know, other entrepreneurs that are doing print on demand. Yeah, absolutely. So you can also, you know, use, uh, you can analyze the competition within your chosen niches. And we've talked about this before with like E-Rank. Mm-hmm. Um, right. That kind of gave you insight into your competitors' keywords, rankings. You can see what actually is being searched, what is popular. We tell the story all the time about Madeline selling a design with a snail. And instead of a <laughs> shell, it was a stack of pancakes or something crazy like that. That was all data-based that, uh, or data-based decisions that she made mm-hmm. to sell a design like that based on two things that were being searched for, two things that were popular and combining them into this kind of, I guess, super niche for <laughs> lack of a better term. <laughs> I, I still haven't met that niche that's super stoked about uh, breakfast food snails, but uh, I mean, they're probably out there. Um, but yeah, there's there's lots of different tools you can use for that. But again, when you're using data to kind of base your decisions, it just ensures a higher level of success and uh, yeah. yeah, and demand. So yeah. So that's, that's the first one. Just make sure you're, you know, you've, you figured out a, a profitable niche. Um, yeah. So once you've targeted a profitable niche, the next thing you want to do, and, and this may actually be before um, you figure out your niche, you want to target profitable sure. customers. Yeah. Um, so go where the money is, you know? So do you want to sell to, um, you know, soccer moms? Okay, cool. And you know, if you got, uh, you know, products that they'll like, but what if you, um, sold to high end, uh, father of the bride or mother of the bride, you know, types that are, they're spending money because their daughter is getting married. And what if you targeted that niche and it, and it goes, it goes with number one, you know, when you decide who your customer is, you can understand what do they want? Right. You know, what, what are the products that they want? You know, targeting, you know, affluent people is really smart, (laughs) you know, and, and maybe there's a, maybe there's a wall art niche that, you know, you've got some great photography or something, um, that you want to put out there into the world. Well, um, yeah, you know, I mean, you're probably targeting a higher, uh, you know, a, a buyer with more money if, if that's the case. And so how do you, like actually target that person? How do you create your listings in such a way that that type of a person would be interested in your product? Not just your pictures, but like right. your, your description and, and you're writing to a specific demographic. Um, so that's something to definitely consider, not only when you're deciding on your niche, but when you're actually finally creating your listings, how will that person respond to how you're describing this thing and the, the title right. and all of that stuff. Yeah. 100%. <clears throat> you can also use, you know, to your point, um, you know, pricing strategies for reaching non price sensitive customers. 
um, you know, rather rather than competing solely on price with other people on the on the platform or within your market, um, you can do stuff like value based pricing. Um, you set the value or the v- price based on the perceived value of your products rather than just the yeah. cost alone. Um, you can do tiered products. You can offer the multiple versions of that product at different price points. So, like you know, a standard edition, a deluxe edition, a touring edition, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, they do it with cars all the time. Um, mm. Just whatever that looks like. And you can cater to both budget conscious shoppers as well. Those that are wanting all the bells and whistles and, and having it come just completely loaded. Or you can bundle. Uh, I remember at the tail end of our um, Amazon wholesale journey before we transitioned mm-hmm. into um, the, the shirt POD business model was finding different things to bundle from a wholesale so we had a cat with jelly belly what if you bundled this with this and this and it's three, that bundle doesn't exist and so what if you offer people a bundle that's unique and it's still our mm-hmm. so bundling op- offering complimentary items uh at a discount is also attractive to those that are that are on your page that are looking to purchase yeah we did um me and a an, another seller um purchased a whole bunch of coffee mugs uh one Christmas and we had, we were able to get inexpensive, um, bags of Starbucks coffee at a local grocery store. And we like got a really great deal and like paid half of what they normally sell for. And, um, and, and we created all of these Christmas bundles because it was like the Christmas version of the Starbucks coffee, uh, along with a a really cool Christmassy mug you know, and, and we bundled all of that together and we were targeting people who were buying gifts for Christmas and, um, it, it went really well. And we sent them all into fulfillment by Amazon and, and they, you know, we basically had to pack them, package them all up and then we put them on a pallet and we sent them away. Um, and those did really well. So yeah, to your point, bundling can be even in print on demand, you can make, you can figure out ways to do this and, um, and target a specific you know, a specific customer. Right. The next thing you can do, number three, is is implement loss leader listing strategy. So this is a way to get your your store trending really well, get lots of eyes, get lots of purchases, get lots Mm -hmm. of solicit those reviews. Um, But basically the idea is with launching, with the percentage of your listings being loss leader items, which basically means they're just low-priced offerings designed Mm -hmm. to get people to your store, to drive up the order count, and to elevate the, yep. the the visibility of your listings. Now, you do it with not the entirety of your selection and the the entirety of your offerings, just with a certain percentage. Because, um, you know, think about you know a Black Friday sale. Those are all lost leader items that are getting people right. in the door to purchase. But there's other things in the store that aren't on sale that people are going to be looking at solely because they came into the store to buy that LED TV right. that's you know three hundred bucks or whatever. So you yeah. have a lot. You have a lot of opportunity to still get eyes on your product and sell other items by going with the loss leader kind of strategy. Yeah, it also um, uh, kind of dovetails with what we were talking about earlier with a customer follow up strategy. Because yeah. even if you sell something at a loss or or it just you know maybe break even or whatever, um, you might be able to capture that person's email list and the lifetime value of that customer yeah. becomes higher. And so yep. the next time they come, maybe they buy something else, you know, because you're able to remarket to them. So this loss leader strategy, um, you know, it, it 
I would highly recommend you have some type of a follow-up in order to capitalize on the lifetime value of a right. customer. So they don't just come one time, buy that mm-hmm. one thing, and then they're never there again. Um, you have an opportunity to kind of capture that lead or capture that customer and get them into your funnel to where you can continually remarket uh, for them. So um, when you're selecting an item for uh, a loss leader strategy, um, you want to aim for a high demand product. Um, you want to make sure that that item is high demand. And then, um, you know, your pricing, where you're going to price it is probably at about a break even. You might even decide, hey, I can even go a buck lower or whatever, because right. you want to be in a high demand area, but have the lowest price just to get that sale and get them into your funnel so you can continually remarket for them. Um, and then also if you have, you know, like your own um, store or whatever, you can leverage upselling opportunities. So you have this lost leader, you know, that maybe you're breaking even on, but during the checkout, you present this other thing that you're actually making a profit on. And now you've turned that lost leader into another sale because you upsold them on something that was similar. So that, that can be a great strategy for using this loss, uh, this whole loss leader, um, yeah. strategy. Yep. For yeah, lack then, of a better word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then again, you can balance those loss leaders with regularly, regularly priced mm-hmm. products. Exactly. Um, just make sure you have a diversity of product offerings. Uh, you can create an assortment of like high and low margin items across all the different categories in your niche so that it's not, there's something for everybody. And again, mm-hmm. you don't have to make it everything a loss leader. You can have some regularly priced stuff in there. You can promote upselling and cross sellings. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, to our point of kind of like almost that bundling kind of thing where you can kind of Upsells maybe have a loss leader, but then the deluxe item is uh, a little bit more expensive. But they might go for that kind of addition or more value. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can cross sell, um, and then you can always analyze your sales data regularly. Um, again, yeah. just because it's always important to be basing this off of actual data and not your personal preference, because um, yeah. selling your personal preference can uh, end up in. Uh, you not making any money <laughs> if you're right. only selling to yourself. So it's just based on data. That's kind of the 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 linchpin to this whole thing is always be making decisions based on things that are proven to be effective. Right. And I mean, this goes nicely with number four, rapidly test your products and then scale up your offerings. So, you know, to your point of, of using the data, um, you, you want to see which one of those lost leaders is actually converting other other product sales, you know, which, which of those lost leaders are you actually selling and, and how many times are you getting an email? How many, you know, those types of things. Um, but the more you do that, the more you use that data to rapidly test your products, the better you're going to be. Um, so in this kind of ways to go, to grow fast, you're going to want to really run fast at the beginning. Um, if you can, get as many listings as you possibly can in your, you know, in your first 30 days of launching your new Etsy store. Um, If you can get up to, you know, 150, 200, 300 listings in 30 days, I know that sounds like a lot, (laughs) but if you, if you batch it, if you bulk, if you batch your, your work, it's possible. Um, And if you can do something like that, you're, you are, you are Etsy's new favorite. I'll just say that (laughs) because they like, they like new products. They like putting them out there. And then you also have that new listing bump right at the beginning. Your Take that data again 
to uh, scale your product offerings based on the niches or the types of products that are actually selling. Like if you have t-shirts and coffee mugs and nobody's buying your coffee mugs, well, why would you continue to make coffee mugs? You know, (laughs) keep add more t-shirts. Obviously that's what they want. But, um, you know, in this, in this strategy, you really want to try to go fast right at the beginning. Um, and then, then you're just focusing on that sales data, you know, and then analyzing it to continue to, um, uh, you know, scale up or, or create new products in those niches and or product yep. types that are performing really well. And simultaneously just don't renew the ones that are underperforming. And that's fine. Cause you're not going to have, you know, if you create 200 listings in the first 30 days, you're not going to have 200 winners. <laughs> that's just yeah, not exactly. how it works. You yeah, know? And that's fine. Yeah. But, but again, to the whole, it's all, it's a volume game. Like most things yeah. in business is you're not going to have 200 winners, but you might have 20, 10%, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe 5% of them are winners, um, which is why you want to go fast. And again, just to Travis's point, if they're not wanting mugs, don't add more mugs. It's the definition of insanity. Uh, right. <laughs> doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Just go uh, where where the the income is 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 flowing. So yeah. Um. Again. Okay. Number five would be create multiple variations for successful products. Uh, mm-hmm. Variations are great. I think there is a, a definitely a happy medium here uh, when mm-hmm. it comes to variations. You don't want to inundate them with a lot of different choices and variations, mm-hmm. but it is good to have different colors or color combinations of, you know, black shirt, white font or red shirt, white font, or maybe, you know, green and green shirt, black font or whatever. It is good to have those, those, um, things that can kind of vary it up. Um, it can Mm -hmm. be based based on popular trends. It could be based on seasonal themes. You could have Christmas colored stuff, you Mm -hmm. know, depending on what you're releasing or what, what's going on. Right. Sizes, obviously, um, Mm -hmm. you're going to want to allow them to choose their size, especially if it's a shirt, uh, or piece of clothing, <laughs> you're certainly going to want size options on there. Uh, but even in mugs, you know, I think I, I found out, you know, you have the 11 ounce mugs and then you have like the 15, 16 ounce mugs, um, that, that we would sell. And those bigger mugs, man, customers love those. Just, I mean, it's more coffee, it's more liquid, it's more, it's more volume, um, that they can, they can consume and partake in. Um, but just that size difference, even in like the, the wooden signs that we would create, mm-hmm. um, you know, for wall decor, we started with just having, you know, the little six by six or 12 by 12 signs, but then eventually expanding into larger people having the options for larger sizes uh, in their home decor and their drinkware is super. Um, they, they like that to have the option. Yeah. Um, but again, don't give them 45 size variations, right? Give them, give yeah. them four, maybe four. It'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think the other, the other, um, kind of angle on this is not just necessarily having more variations on one listing, but right. if you find that one product, you know, that one design that's selling really well, we'll make a different design and do a new listing. That's really similar, right? you know, and, and give people more because you've seen that that niche, that product type has sold. And so recreate that in more than one, you know, it's, I mean, you can, you could, I know people that are on Etsy, they'll sell something and, you know, and they'll see, okay, this is really doing well. Um, and then, um, they will basically offer that same exact product, same design, same t-shirt, same everything, 
but they'll title it differently because they're targeting a different buyer. It's, you know, it's, it's a, a, it's a, a shirt for moms, but they, they're noticing that, um, uh, you know, a lot of it's kind of maybe towards the education system. So they do one, they do another listing for teachers and then they do another one for school administrators. And it's very simple to market to these other, you know, uh, other other buyers, other, you know, groups of buyers with the same product, they may have never found it. Had you just left it as one, you know, Hey, this is a mom t-shirt, you know, yeah. that school administrator, that principal may never find it. But it, if it has kind of that, uh, bent to it, you can do it in all of these different ways and mm-hmm. present your, you know, in all these different variations, um, with yeah. different actual listings. Yep. And in ways that you can develop appealing product variations, again, analyze customer feedback, use reviews mm-hmm. and messages from buyers uh, as inspiration. Um, you can you need to stay updated on trends. I think that's just in general across the board right. when it comes to yeah. run on demand. Um, you know, for example, you know the the infamous Will Smith Oscar slap. Immediately after that happened, there were people just producing merch based right. off of that moment. I mean, instantly. <laughs> so to have that the ability to to capitalize on those kinds of things, but um, you're going to want to just keep an eye on those popular platforms like Pinterest or industry events or things that are trending within your niche that you feel would be mm-hmm. important to pay attention to. Um, right. Collaborating with other, uh, with other artists is also cool. Going back to collaborations and partnerships or influencer mm-hmm. marketing. If you have uh, you know, a designer that's doing really well in your niche and you want them to design a t-shirt for your store, that's a cool variation. It's kind of a, a uh, also a scarcity thing too, like a limited run type, you know, um, variation mm-hmm. is also good. And they can A, B test, you know, again, see which ones are performing better than the other, which gives you more yep. data to go off of when, when you're looking at these variations. Yes, sir. Um, the next one, if you're going to be, you know, growing fast on Etsy, number six, um, really strive to aim for a large inventory. And again, yeah. if you're trying to grow really fast, get there by, you know, give yourself a, a, a tangible goal that actually has a due date. So for, for this particular uh, point, we'll say by month three, make sure you have a large inventory. And what yeah. that means is, I mean, obviously large inventory means different things to different people, but um, if you've already created a hundred to 200, you know, listings in your first month. Well, by month three, let's go for 400, 500, 600. Right. Um, and again, I know it sounds like a lot, but if you're doing this kind of the variation approach where you, you target different buyers with your titles and your, your tags and all of that stuff, it's not outside the realm of possibility, um, you know, to actually, and, and maybe you're also putting your designs on coffee mugs as well. And, you know, and again, targeting different niches with the coffee mugs. So it's the same design, maybe on six or seven different listings. That's, that's a possibility. So, um, you need to create a schedule for, for doing this, um, because you've got a date. (laughs) And so you have to just back up from that date and how many do I have to do every day in order to do this? And then, um, you know, you, you need to kind of batch your, um, the way you're processing things. So tackle similar items together, maybe have some templates that you start with and you just, um, 
you know, you batch out your work with, you do all of your mock-ups for 10 different products. And then at one time you list them all, um, as opposed to doing listing, you know, mock-up, 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 description, description, and then starting all over again. That's not as efficient. Um, and then hire help, you know, if you need, if you're struggling with, you know, like you just have a busy life or whatever, um, you can listen to some of our virtual assistant uh, podcasts in yeah. the past, and um, you can get some incredible, incredible people um, working for you for really low cost. And they don't have to be full time, you know, but they can help you with some of the copywriting and some of the mock-up creation and 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 things like that. And you go to Upwork or OnlineJobs.ph or you know, there's a lot of different places that you can find these people. Um, so, um, so yeah, so that's kind of how you would. Um, get to that 400, 500, 600 listings in three months. Um, it may seem impossible, but again, if you, if you organize your time, right, you, you have a schedule and you really figure it out at, and, and reuse some of these variations, it's, it's very doable and yeah. it'll serve you really well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a little bit of a technical difficulty on my end. The camera that I'm using uh, died. So that's why I'm frozen on the screen and no one can see me doing anything <laughs> other than just staring blankly at my screen. So I'm going to switch that out real quick for with another webcam that I have. But um, Travis, okay. let's go to number seven while I do that. Uh, except okay. low margins during this initial grow quickly phase, which again, a little bit of that loss leader mentality, but going to yep. dive into more specifics. Yeah, I mean, uh, we really kind of, beat that dead horse earlier, uh, with that whole loss leader, um, thing, but yeah, I mean, it's, you're, you're, you're in this for the long term gain. And so you can sacrifice a little bit, or hopefully you can, um, at the beginning in order to get kind of to, um, your ultimate goal, which is to have a sustainable business that is selling, you know, uh, constantly on Etsy and and poten potentially expanding to other channels. And so if you can, you know, kind of run this fast race at the beginning um, and and also like combine that with some light loss leader, um, you know, mentalities. So your pricing is low, but you have so many offerings. You can A, gain a lot of data. You can B, gain a lot of um, uh reviews for those products and you can it, it can really be uh beneficial to your business in the long term so you can there's a lot of different ways to do this we've talked about it already with the loss leader stuff um uh, you know he, even your business cards you know giving 10 percent off or whatever i don't know if you're going to put a link to your etsy store or not but you get the idea basically just re-listen to the whole lost leader thing <laughs> yeah yeah just re just reiteration of of that particular thing there um yeah. so yeah um so here number eight as we kind of wind down here say yes to customer requests and create new listings yep. um again this is this, huge it's huge yeah it's going to staying you know uh, malleable staying flexible not being married to one thing or another but allowing feedback to come from the people that you're selling to um allowing customers to to request items or or mm -hmm. leave feedback for you um it will certainly create a really strong sense of loyalty and bonding mm -hmm. between you and that customer and they'll right. spread the word because you actually listened to them, took into consideration what they're asking for, and then produced an yeah. item that you can also then turn those things into regular offerings. 
yep. um, that you can have. You could even credit that customer for the idea or shout it or name it after them. I don't know, something to you know also pay tribute to the fact that they are helping in the business, which again, just goes huge. When people feel like they have ownership in your story and your brand above and beyond just owning what you produce, but when they feel like they've contributed uh, and you see them and are rewarding them for their loyalty in that way, um, it takes customer engagement to like a whole new level. Yeah. And it really, you know, kind of dovetails so nicely with this whole idea that you want to get a lot of products out there. Um, you know, you get, I, I get people all the time on Etsy reaching out and saying, Hey, can you make this say this, you know, it's, uh, can you add this word to it or this name to it or whatever? And, and when it's more of a, you know, can you change the design to have this text instead, if I'm able to do that, that's another listing just like that. It doesn't take long to, um, it, uh, to create that listing because the market has spoken in that particular case, you know, they right. want that for a different type of customer. And so you, you can use that as part of your strategy to grow your shop and grow your yeah. listings, yeah. just taking those customer, um, or those custom orders and just using them as regular you know, it, just adding them to your store as new listings, because if one person actually asked you, there's probably, there's a good, uh, you know, and it's, and it's not like, Hey, we put my name on this. No, you don't want to, you know, right. have Jane and Sally and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if they wanted, you know, specific something for a different niche or they wanted to tweak it a little bit, there's probably other people that would buy that too, that just wouldn't ever reach out. But if they saw it in your store, they might actually buy it. So it's yeah. great to take that customer feedback and turn those custom custom orders into regular listings. Yep. 100%. And then we'll have a little bonus one, a bonus. Everyone loves oh, okay. a bonus. Yes. Um, bonus one, utilize Facebook groups for promotion and exposure. So mm. for example, um, printonemancast.com slash Facebook <laughs> is, where, is where you can go uh, to join our Facebook group as we <laughs> try to increase our exposure in a manner of, of speaking. That's terrible. Anyways. That um, all right. So, yeah, this is a really good way as well because, you know, you can join Facebook groups that are specific to your niche move that you're selling in. Um, be sure to obviously follow the rules and, and some people, some Facebook groups right. don't like this, but You'll find plenty out there that will allow you to join um, and, and also promote your product, but not even necessarily even groups that are specific to your niche, but just Etsy seller groups in mm -hmm. general, a handmade business yeah. owner group. This is kind of like the virtual um, chamber of commerce, right? You're joining right. and you're making community and you're making connections that will that can benefit benefit you in the long run. I can remember we had a relationship with uh, I forget their name now, but Rustic Route, I think, was their name. Hmm. Um, and we were doing a lot of their mugs, and they they did a lot of handmade goods themselves and ended up leveraging that relationship to help to where they helped us fulfill some products that we wanted to offer that we didn't make. And so they helped us hmm. with that, which was a connection that was made through business. We found each other through you know a, a, a group, and it ended up working really, really well. Um, mm -hmm. for both of us. So again, don't necessarily limit the group activity that you're doing to uh, the niche that you're trying to sell, but you can also make some good connections and relationships in groups right. that have to do with 
the platform that you're on or the, you know, the Etsy groups to, to the earlier point. Yeah. Um, and if you're going to go for a niche specific group, you, you obviously don't want to spam. Nobody correct. Wants, you know, no one likes a, a self promoter, you know, so no. y- you need to engage genuinely. And so here's just a couple tips. Um, first of all, of course, add value, you know, yeah. answer people's questions, answer and, and try to, or, or pose questions that are valuable that can create conversations, um, share success stories, uh, you know, or, or share stories in general about that niche, about, you know, your experience in that niche. And, um, you know, even not, not just your successes, but also your challenges and your challenge and, yeah. you know, your challenges yeah. and those types of your, your wins and your losses. Cause people like people want you to be real. And then, right. you know, when you actually are going to, you know, share a product or something like that. It has to be organic. It has to be relevant. Um, you know, I, I don't know that I would necessarily just post, uh, you know, like be the, the original poster on a, on a post. That's just, here's my link to my thing that I thought you all, you would all <laughs> like, it needs to be organic. Like make, it's probably down in the thread somewhere, you know, where people yeah. are talking about a certain thing and you had the perfect product that was like very, very relevant to that, that discussion. You want to just be yeah. organic about it. Um, and then if you do want to like post, um, once you've established yourself as a, as a valuable member of the group, maybe you could do an offer, you know, and say, Hey right. guys, love this community. I've really get, enjoyed getting to know you all. I have an Etsy shop. I uh, created a coupon just for this group, and I'd love for you guys to check it out. Um, you know, if you know if you want to, if you feel like that's something that you're into, yeah. um, and then you give them a discount code. You know, so all of those things, you, you can't just come in and just start spamming your links everywhere. <laughs> you'll get, you'll either get booted or you'll get ignored or both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. No one. Yeah, that's that's a quick way to to uh, lose our credibility really quickly. So to Travis's point, um, you know, I would say the first move would be to focus more on just getting in the comments, getting in the, Mm -hmm. and that, that goes for also um, even when you're wanting to, to work with a partner, to work with someone, if you start to just organically, get in their comment sections, comment, encourage them, answer questions that are coming in on their thread for them, giving your advice, just getting a presence um, on their page or in the, in the group uh, without necessarily going straight for the, you know, the, the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am type of one and done uh, approach. uh, It just establishes a lot more credibility and relational equity that when you do eventually make the pitch or post the offering or whatever, um, there's more equity to, to draw from rather than going into a deficit where you're going to have to prove your, who you are very quickly from a point, a standpoint of them being skeptical as opposed mm-hmm. to wanting to then receive from you. So just be careful. Um, the, the notion, the default might be sell, but uh, just be careful <laughs> how you approach right. that. So, yeah. For All sure. right, Travis. Anything else on this main event before we wrap it up? Um, I I think that's I think that's pretty good. I mean, um, I was gonna tell you another little story. I, I actually, oh, yeah. uh, unfortunately, this morning I learned that my microwave is not waterproof. It Uh-oh. was a 
shocking discovery. I'm glad you lived to tell the joke because that sounds risky. Guys, that's the lengths that Travis goes to for dad jokes. He uh, puts his life on the line uh, to see if if it works or not. So glad that he survived that as well. I also think that he's still uh, a little frozen. So I'm going to go straight into uh, the the dialogue or the, the uh, stream of consciousness that I usually go into at the end of each episode. So with that being said, uh, thank you guys so much for listening once again to another episode of the Print On Demand cast. We talked about using Facebook groups uh, to grow exposure, and that's what we're doing. Printondemandcast.com slash Facebook. And uh, you can go there, join the conversation, join the community, answer the Facebook questions, or you shall not be admitted. Um, but just be sure to do that. Um, and then if you don't necessarily like social media, you can just email us, info at printondemandcast.com. You can do that as well. We're on Instagram printonamancast.com slash Instagram and slash YouTube is where you can go to do that as well. So if you want to get in touch with us, please use one of those platforms, use one of those ways to reach out and we would love to hear from you. You can also subscribe to the newsletter. A lot of what we talked about today is newsletter material that went out. And so if you want to head start on some of this, if you want to kind of, you know, peek behind the curtain or learn some stuff that we don't necessarily talk about on the podcast or when we do talk about it, you can say, listen, I already have read this and you guys are just confirming my thoughts or whatever. It's a lot of fun. Just subscribe and you get an extra dad joke, which is, I think, what everyone cares about the most. And as I said at the top of the show, if you are listening to this on iTunes, please leave us a review and a rating. We would love to hear from you and get your feedback. And it just helps the algorithm in getting this information out to those who know it. You can share the show as well. Facebook X. Hey, by the way, there were, um, you know, a lot of, I knew a lot of Twitter employees and I mean, now I guess they're just, they're just ex employees. If you, if you know what I mean. There you go. Double dad joke, double dad joke for you. So with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening this week for Travis, who is no longer in the studio because he's having Wi-Fi problems. And for Josiah, we'll see you next week right here on the Print On Demand cast. And I guess now, I guess it's my job to say, see ya. Hey, babe. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the Totally Tubular show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Want to be wicked nice? Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next time for sure. In a world where businesses everywhere are trying to make print-on-demand sales, one podcast goes above and beyond every week to bring the most POD-specific information there is. All to help save the day, every day. Don't succumb to the enemies of your print-on-demand business. Sign up today for the print-on-demand cast VIP email at printondemandcast.com slash VIP. This time, it's for real.